because I have realized that for much of Christianity, we do not know what being a Christian is. Uh, okay, if, if I asked, how do you identify a Christian? Huh? They're nice. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. They're sinless. They seem less, <laughs> not seem less. They seem less. No, you, you see, the, the the reason for that is, is because when you go down to Oliver, are you okay? Are you at least recording the audio? Okay, good, because this is important. Eh? At the very core of what we believe Christianity is, when you remove heaven as a destination, and you discover that, wait a minute, you and the Pope or your Archbishop or whoever it is you think has been holy is not holy, then Christianity loses meaning, right? For a lot of people, they're like, eh, so why am I a Christian? But I want to start here, okay? Now, if you look at this book, huh? this is a Bible, correct? Now, this book is classified into two, right? The New Testament and the Old Testament, correct? Which, uh, if you are to translate in modern terms, is what? The New Contract and the Old Contract, right? Are we, are we correct in that translation? Now, if we are correct in that translation, if you have a job... Okay? And you have an argument with your boss, right? And you have had two contracts because you've worked there for two years. The one for 2019, and you have a new one for 2020, right? The dispute you have will it be solved according to the contract of 2020 or the contract of 2019? Right? It, it seems obvious, right? Why then do you have regard to the laws of the former contract? It has two contracts, yes? The old contract, for reference, but it does not apply, or does it? Because you know you cannot have two contracts at the same time about the same thing concerning the same parties. True or false? You know, you can't be uh, buying a car from me. We have one contract that says the car is worth 700000 and then you're still buying the same car from me, and you have another contract that says it's 100000 It's... Right? Okay. So then why do we enter the New Testament with old covenant laws. Okay, let, let me ask it this way. Okay. Romans 10.4 says that Christ is the limit of the law 
the point at which it ceases to be, correct? Right? Now, people like to say, Christ said correctly, he did not come to do away with, but to fulfill it, correct? So, if a contract has been fulfilled, what do you need to do to fulfill it? Nothing. No, think about it logically. Right? Jesus came, I did not come to do away with the law. Right? But to fulfill it. If the contract has been fulfilled, then what do you and I have to do with it? silence. Okay. Christ said he's fulfilled the law, right? The law is a contract, right? Between God and his people, correct? Now, for millennia, his people let God down, correct? Correct? Christ came and said, okay, these guys have been unable to do it. I have done it. I have paid all the dues that breaching this contract, right, required. Correct? So not only, notice, Jesus did not only fulfill the law, but he also went and paid the sums due for that contract. Sindio? Right. But you, you wake up every day to fulfill that contract and judge others based on their unfulfillment of that contract. Fresh. <laughs> no, no, think about it. It's like saying, Linda had my debt. Okay? And it was paid by Miss Mungore here. Right? But then you meet me 10 years later trying to pay the debt. Would you think I'm normal? Charlie, is that no more? But why then do you live as though you are under the law? Why, why do Christians get saved like that? You get saved in the new covenant, then you live in the old one. Then why did Jesus die exactly? I know it seems controversial. Because in your head, you're like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all these laws by which I judge my goodness? Yeah? Right? But do you realize that if you want to keep the law and you break one part of it, you're guilty of breaking it all? So we usually judge that since I'm not a stripper, <laughs> well, that's the worst sin usually, I am relatively good. And the rest of the sins I have according to the law, I am quote-unquote struggling with. See, you know that story. I am struggling with. Right? Uh, anyway, I don't know who called you to struggle with it. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> Because if you could struggle with it and win, you should have saved yourself. Let's be clear. Why you... Okay. Listen. If it was possible for you to struggle with your sinful nature and win, 
then you should have saved yourself before you sinned. True of all. But we like these ideas because our whole idea of Christianity is you are born again at 19. And then you spend 60 years of your life trying to struggle with sin to make it. So that's the typical Christian journey. All right. So how many of you have struggled and are now sinless? Okay. Know anyone who is? But I don't understand how we will perpetually exercise a pointless exercise and teach other people to perform pointless exercises. Okay. Let me give you an example of Oristan. Right? Oristan. They are always repenting, yes? Okay? Uh -huh. And God is always punishing them. So which one is working? Because after 10 years, someone should give up. <laughs> No, because <laughs> no, because listen. Every year it's the same story. Kenya needs to repent, or God will punish it. Right? They wear sackcloth and wash streets and all manner of things, and this God is never forgiving them because the next year the God is right back to punishing them. Right? Okay. Don't you realize there's something wrong with that model? Because in as much as we want to talk about a war who takes it to the limits, that's how most of us live our lives. Right? I saw a meme the other day. It was written, sin, repent, repeat. <laughs> right? Because that's how we view life. Right? We view our lives like a blackboard. Right? So writing on the blackboard is sinning. Wiping the blackboard is repenting, and then because you are a child, you write on it again. That's the cycle. But listen, there's a reason why this book is twine. Because there's a new covenant, and there's the old one. Just like in your job, you keep the old contract to remind you how things were not to enforce it. Are we together? Because if we were to enforce the old covenant, we know how many of your enemies will be dead. Right? If including yourself. And how many of them qualify for stoning? <laughs> right? But it's funny that we want to practice it, but we pick and choose what to practice. You know, it's a la carte law. <laughs> Do you see the irony of it all? So it is important, and indeed it is critical, for you to realize that you are, you are a new covenant person. There's a new contract. The problem is, what are the terms of the new contract? Because a lot of Christians know they were forgiven. Then, okay, you're forgiven. I love what, what next? 
okay. <laughs> now think about it. Right? You're forgiven. And then what? What's supposed to happen after you're forgiven? Thank you. Huh? What's supposed to, you sin again? So sin, repent, repeat. But that doesn't make sense. The problem we have with Christianity today is pretty simple. And I want to go to, 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 to my notes now. The problem we have with Christianity is we do not know what it is. Understand? Muslims know. Your nose needs to find Mecca and your forehead needs to find the floor five times a day. Once in your lifetime, okay, whether you can afford a VIP hotel or you're going to sleep in the streets of Mecca, you take you and your kids there once a year. Then you stone the devil counterclockwise a number of times. right? And then you do what is called fasting. 40 days, which, which in their world is you basically save up all the food you could have eaten all day, so you eat it at four in the morning. <laughs> right? They know. Right? But we don't. Do we? When you die, how many things will you have done for people to check and see, aha, uh -huh, tick, Uyu, tukoshua, uyu, 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 amenda, kubaba. You know, a Muslim knows. If for 20 years he's been fasting regularly, facing Mecca, and those things, he's guaranteed on a certificate of forgiveness. In fact, if he kills you in the process of doing those things, he has a direct ticket to 72 virgins. No questions asked. Right? You you don't. Because once I remove heaven and I remove this pursuit for self-righteousness, then your life is your Christian life is without meaning. So usually what you do is you default to two things, which is called the world. A bit of law, the laws you like and you choose, and then a bit of the pursuit of wealth. Right? Then when you combine those two, you have a thing called a testimony. So that's what usually happens. Right? So they'll say, ever since Nilianza Kutaip, keeping the law, God ameni blessing worldly substance, testimony. Right? If I asked you to say, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You start with a house, senior, a job, some money, you didn't die, a spouse, correct? Ah, yeah. A devil worship a sabu, a house, <laughs> a job, he didn't die. Do you, do you notice a misnomer here? Atheists. What do you say? Do they say? I don't believe in God, but I am a good 
Do you believe in God but you are a good? You see, there's something wrong. Now, I want to ask you a question. Three years, three years, Jesus was with the disciples, right? Teaching them day and night. Okay? Teaching them what? Because remember, these were Jews, right? So they had studied scriptures from the time they were children. That was what is an educated person was someone who knew the scriptures, right? So you know at least they knew the Psalms and stuff like that. If you listen to the speeches of Peter and John and, and everybody else, you notice they're quoting from Isaiah and Psalms, and right? So they knew the scriptures, correct? So what did Jesus spend three years teaching them? Linda, what did Jesus spend three years Christian living, nice. Eight for four answer. <laughs> the right answer is context. Let's go to the scriptures. Oliver, when the cast. Hmm? But are you understanding my question? Right? Because you need to ask what what when I say I am a Christian, what do people expect? See if you are now Oristan Christian, they expect you to wear very long maxi dresses. Right? But that's not God's expectation, you know that, right? So what makes you Christian? What is it that after Jesus was like, it's been three years, I have finished? What was it? What did he finish? What did he finally get them to understand? Right? Now, I have taught, and it's not a wrong teaching. No, I'm like that. Did you hear that lawyer for Trump? When he said I wasn't wrong then, I'm just more right now. So, <laughs> so I'm just more correct now, right? Now, people have said that when Peter said you are the Messiah, then Jesus was ready to die, right? But eh, they, there were people who recognized him as the Messiah when he was being baptized at the temple at eight days. You remember? Another prophet was like, this is the Messiah. So recognizing that he, he is the Messiah is not necessarily a big deal. Actually, if you read the scriptures, there are many people who call him son of David, save us. That was a title reserved for the Messiah. So it wasn't really it. It wasn't really it because if recognizing Jesus as the Messiah is enough, then all of us, we don't need class anymore. Or who here does not know that Jesus is the Messiah? Do we all do? That's why you're saved. But <laughs> It's Ken who said it <laughs> for the avoidance of doubt. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> but, but, but you understand, right? So, what was it that after three years Jesus had taught enough of 
for him to say, you know what? They have enough to change the world. Yes, sir. Master of giving, fasting, and praying. Because, according to Jewish tradition, they fasted, they prayed, and they gave alms. Tricky. Anyway, let's start. Let's start. Let's start John 14. Okay. Right? And if you really love me, you will do what? You will obey my commands. Whose commands? Okay. Notice, Jesus is not saying, if you love me, you will obey the law. <laughs> Guys, let's be clear. Is the law Jesus' command? It's not. So he says, if you love me, referring to himself, you will obey my commands. Correct? All right. <laughs> so, Jesus is speaking to people. Notice they do not question him and ask him which commands these are. Right? Because if he asked you, you would have a totally different answer. Because you, when you read commands, you went, which ones? Ten commandments. Which you decided for yourself, there are ten. Are there ten commandments? That's not true. There are 620 commands. The ten you just chose, because that's the beginning. But if you go to the scriptures that list, he continues, God did not keep quiet. And the Bible calls them the commandments of Moses. That's what they are called. So Jesus comes and he says, you even used to sing it. This is my this is my eh. yes. So when he says, keep my commands. <laughs> He's not saying go to Moses, pick his and decide these are mine too. Guys, because Jesus continues to say, if you really love me, you will keep my and I will ask the Father. Now notice, keep my commands and I will ask the Father. When you read this verse, you usually start and I will ask the Father. No, no. You keep the commands You keep the commands when? When I say and, keep my commandments and, what does that mean? Denote sequence, right? Yeah, so what was Jesus saying? So the counselor only comes when you keep his 
Mm-hmm. Is that what you usually do? That is? <laughs> right? No. Listen, he says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, a counselor, a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and a standby, that he may remain with you forever. Are we together? The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome to its heart because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. Right? I will not leave you as orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, and forlorn. I will come back to you. Right? Now, take me to John 13. Right? Are we there? have been deleted on my phone so my tablet so I can't access now Jesus before 14 says what I give you a new a new that you should love one another just as I have loved you so you too should love So when Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandment. What is he saying? Now, notice, this is not him being asked what is the summation of the law. There's a difference. Because when he gives you the summation of the law, he says that the summation of the law and the prophets is this, that you love your neighbor as you love yourself, and the lo- you love the Lord your God with all your might and with all your strength. That is the summation of the law. In so speaking, he did not give a new. Then what he was saying is, let me explain to you what this old commandment was supposed to teach you. Right? Then he comes. And he says, I give you a new commandment. Why is it necessary for him to give a new commandment? Because he is about, John 13, 14, 15, 16, are all about his last speech to his disciples. Right? And he is telling them, listen, now that I am about to fulfill the old contract, you are in need of a new one. And therefore I give you a new commandment that you love. Now when you understand that, read John 14 again. Right? Take me to John 14. Right. Right? Right? If you really love me, you will obey by what is his commandment? Right? Did Jesus ever give another command? 
is there you tell me is there another one yes when he was telling telling the adulterous woman mm-hmm. go forth and sin no more yes so in the context of love what was he saying no my question is this right let us understand right what does it mean to love one another let me explain in the old testament sin was descriptive you understand if i stole hezes shirt i have committed the sin of stealing correct in the love equation if has so me shirtless and refused to give me a shirt he has contravened the law of love correct see and that is a sin not prescriptive it is conditional let me explain if i go to hezes house and i am cold and i find a shirt and i put it on am i a thief based on love right you see the thing about sin now is any time you act in a loveless manner you have sinned this is what james says if anyone knows something is right to do and does not do it then to him it is sin because love makes sin to you okay let me explain we can do the same thing give you an example in the bible in the old testament murder is murder right now if he is about to kill her and i kill him before he kills her right have i sinned but have i broken the old testament law yes you understand but same scenario i kill him and there was nothing loving i was doing in that action i am because what i have done is not the sin of murder it is the sin of hate did, did you in other words in the new testament all of sin is regarded by your lack of love that is why it says in corinthians 13 that if i take all my money and give it to the poor and give for the poor <laughs> right but i have not i have done because everything now is not judged on the face of a law 
you understand? So, uh, let me give you a bad example. Can I give you a bad example? You give this example some people are so uh, not happy. But anyway, let me give it. Okay? Assume it's 1830. Right? And Hez has a wife, and Ken Mugane has a wife. Right? But Ken's gun has refused to fire and produce children. Okay? Okay? Now, 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 now. Ken and the wife decide that Hez is a good friend of theirs. And they would like him to please sire children for them. Right? And remember, Akuna test tube. Now, Hez and the wife agree. Like, these people are good friends of ours. I shall donate Hez. Right? For Hez to sire children on behalf of Ken. Right? Now, your low mind is pretty. Right? But will they have Will they have done a loving thing? But technically, is it adultery? Yes. You see, the, the problem with, with not understanding love is that you don't realize you cannot have a blanket rule for everything. You can't. Okay, let me give you a worse example. Assume you are married. Okay? And then there is war. And you run away because Ulishikwatao, Nairobi, and your wife was in Mombasa. Right? And you went your separate ways. Okay? And you can't find her can't find each other. Correct? Then, mulikuwa conference ya church. Naukona brother or sister, so and so. And now you've lived in this refugee camp for two years. Okay? The legal thing to do is to be prayer partners. Yeah, that's the legal thing by law, Right? But let me ask, do you think it is loving for you to be companionless? That God is sitting in heaven going, look at you, good boy, good boy. You've suffered 20 years. It's a very relative thing. Okay, let me, let me make it worse. You call it cheating, yes? So if the other party knows, are you still cheating? <laughs> no, but you understand, you understand that consent changes everything. Do, do, do you understand what I mean? Consent changes everything, and you cannot, okay, let me make it simple, right? Assume you're a man, you're married. 
and then your machine stops working. Right? Cannot rise to the occasion. Okay? Now, what is the loving thing to do? To tell your wife, because mimi siwezi wepia kula zero. So that's the law. Alright? But your wife, her apparatus is working 100% fine. So is it loving to tell her, by the way, please, this idea, okay, whether it's buying those plastic floppy things called dildos, <laughs> right? What is, you see, the loving thing becomes very different based on circumstances. Do you, do you understand what I mean? It's not one rule. You get, uh, I'll give you an example, right? If, if, if the law says you shall not eat pigs, right? And then you are hungry. Every other animal has died. Now, do you die to keep the law or do you eat the pig? Dry fry, eh? that. But you understand. You see, if you employ love, the answer is obvious. You understand? If, if there is a law that says don't eat dog and I'm starving, I'm eating that dog. <laughs> okay. Let me ask you a question. You remember the football team, right? Because you think these things are far-fetched. There's a football team in, I think it was 70 or 80. It, it was with rugby or that they landed somewhere with snow, right? And there was no food. So some of their colleagues had died. And they ate their colleagues. So is that a sin? You see, you see, if today you find me with, you know, uh, keep steak in my house. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. There is something wrong with it, right? But I can bet you everything that if Kip and I have a chopper crash in the middle of the Amazon basin, and I died. I give keep maximum one week. <laughs> After that, I'm fair game. <laughs> With salt bear. <laughs> Do you understand? So the the, the 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 standard of love is one more complicated to judge, but it's also wider in its application. Because Love then makes it a sin for me not to do. You understand? You see, in the law, if I did nothing, I am fine. Remember the good Samaritan story? They did not sin, did they? They didn't sin. The people who ignored that person, they didn't sin. Because there's no obligation as to how many alms and whatever and how generous you should be, right? But if you employ love for 10 seconds in that situation, the moment they ignored that person on the road, they sin. Right? Now, look at the application of the law in today's church. Right? A lot of churches keep the law, but they're very okay with all forms of injustice. Right? Because the standard of love is not there. You get? Are we on the same page? So, sin in the New Testament is always the upungufu of love. 
are we on the same page? And that, my friend, is a kaleidoscope of issues. That's why it's called commands. You get? Because love commands you and compels you to do different things at different times for different reasons. You understand? Love is commands. Because when, when you love someone, there's not one thing you will do. You know, you cannot say, hey, Linda, I love you. So I will call you every Monday at 7. That will show you I love you. You, you can't. Because love then turns into a multiplicity of things that you not must only do, but must also think. Right? Because I cannot love you and think you're stupid at the same time. Do you understand what I mean? Love dictates that I must have a high regard of you despite whether you're stupid or not. That's why judgment in this age is about the intentions of your heart, not the actions of your hands. Are we on the same page? So we are not judged. I think God is going to sit there and say, aha, here's, will you preach someone Gapi? Mark, I'll preach Gapi. So based on that, who, no, 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 no. You could have preached one someone but your heart was right. That will be regarded more than the person who preached a thousand sermons and did not care for the people he was preaching to. So, the reason you got born again was not so that you are sinless, more that you are loving. Now, you see, you think being loving is easy. Being sinless is easy. Being loving is hard. Right? So, I want to show you something. I want to show you. Um, uh, take me to Acts. Acts chapter 1. I want to show you something about the man Jesus. In Acts chapter 1. No, no, um, let's do jo John 14, 19 to 21. I want to show you something. I want to show you something very interesting towards the end. Then I'll go to Acts chapter 1. Just a little while now, and the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live, and you will live also. No, strange, because they are not dead. But he's saying you will live. Strange, because what life in you? Uh, at that time, when that day comes, you will know for yourself that I am in my Father, and you are, and I am in the person who has my commands and keeps them is the one who really loves and whoever really loves me will be loved by my and I too will love him and will show reveal manifest myself to 
I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Okay. So, what is Jesus saying? The command is love your one another, right? So, whoever loves one another loves Christ. Correct? And if you then love one another, God loves you. And Christ loves you back. Correct? And after there is this whole trilogy of love, then he will reveal himself. So you understand why you don't get revelation. Are we on the same page? Okay. I, I, I want to show you something in Acts chapter 6. Right? Show you something about the life of Christ. Okay? Typically, when you describe a Christian, uh, you say, here lies Ken Mogani. He was a good man. He didn't smoke didn't beat his wife. He didn't, right? Sindio? No, but you stopped. Yeah, Kwanza, that's an even bigger testimony. You stopped. Right? But, but do you understand? Typically, that's how you eulogize someone. A good person, correct? Okay, let's, let's see Peter's recollection. Guy, this is not what I sent you. My friend, it is not not send you. It's 618 uko. My friend. Hmm? I'm in 612 uko. It's okay. I forgive you. It's 618. It's, it's then 14. Uh, it's when Peter is giving a speech, eh? Does he start a speech there? Acts, Acts 10, eh? Did I put Acts 6? Okay. And Peter opened his mouth and said, Most certainly and thoroughly, I now perceive and understand that God shows no partiality and there is no respect of person. But in every nation, he who venerates and has a preferential fear of God Teaching him with worshipful full obedience and living uprightly is acceptable to him and sure of being received and welcomed by him in every nation. That should change your whole everybody must be born again the way you know. But you know the contents of the message which he sent to Israel, announcing the good news, the gospel of peace by Jesus Christ, who is Lord of. Okay, continue. The same message which was proclaimed throughout Judea, starting from Galilee, after the baptism preached by John, how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power. How he went about doing, and in particular, curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil, for God was with and we are eyewitnesses of everything that he did what? Both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. And yet they put him out of the way, murdered him, hanging him on 
Ladies and gentlemen, notice that Peter's testimony to the Christ is that he went about doing good. Now think, what is he saying? And how does it connect? You see, love compels action, correct? Right? You, you can't love anything and not do something about it, correct? Come on, if you love a Ferrari and you don't have the money of it, you print a picture of it and put it in your room. Right? So love compels you to action, correct? Now, if you read the stories of Jesus, it says, and Jesus moved by compassion, healed, fed the crowd, and he had pity on them, Right? Now, you notice that all of Jesus' actions are led by an inner emotion to care for people, correct? Are you on the same page? Correct? Now, I want to show you something. It says, when the Holy Spirit, now let's go to Acts 1, I think it's verse 6. I must have changed it. So it's Acts 1, 6 and verse 8. Eh? It's okay. I forgive myself too. It's Acts, Acts 1, 6, right? So when they were assembled, they asked him, Lord, is this the time when you will establish the kingdom and restore it to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to become acquainted with and know what time brings the things and events of time and the definite periods of fixed years and seasons, the critical mission time, which, is the which the Father has appointed, fixed and reserved by his own choice and authority and personal power. But you shall receive power. Right? Ability efficiency and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the okay. pause, 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 pause okay let's ask a few questions right they ask him the question we ask today is this the time Jesus is coming back. So that's what we, everyone is asking. Because now they are locusts. Bado first one. Right? Now, Christianity has spent many thousands of years speculating when Jesus is setting up the kingdom. And Jesus told you that is not your bother. He tells you, instead, be bothered with this. Okay? You shall receive power. Right? Which is ability, efficiency, and when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Okay. Good. So let's work backwards. Right? 
you shall receive power. Okay? Now, that term power is dunamis, which I, I, I sent a picture of, right? What is dunamis? Dunamis is the same root word as dynamite. Okay? The term dynamite comes from the Greek word dunamis. Right? Now, what is it? It says force, literally or figurative, says specifically miraculous power, usually by implication of miracle itself, ability, abundance, meaning, might, worker of miracle, power, strength, violence, mighty and wonderful. Okay. Now, please put those things together. That he's given you mighty power to be a witness. Does that make sense to you? <laughs> right? There is something that does not translate to our English. Okay? So I give you a stick of dynamite. Notice, this is what he does. He's like, here is dynamite. Now you shall be my witness. Does that make sense? Okay. This is what you did. You were given dynamite. Right? And then because you're supposed to, to be a witness, you went to Rongai. Cut after open field. Ukeka ahuja. Amen itendea. Amen itendea. Emmanuel, amen. Right? So that's what you did. So let me ask you, what is a dynamite doing in a crusade? <laughs> that's one misunderstanding. Right? Now, go back to, to what Peter is saying. Go back to, 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 to Acts. Uh, chapter 6. Notice what Peter is saying about Jesus, right? Right? He says, next, next verse. How God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power, right? So Christ received the Holy Spirit. You know this story because he was baptized, okay? He received the Holy Spirit. Now, according to, to this, he also received power and and strength and ability. Dunamis. Correct? Now, notice, notice, Peter does not say he went about preaching. He says how he went about doing good and in particular curing all who were harassed and oppressed by the power of the devil for God was so there's a difference between how we consider witnessing and how he considered witnessing let me ask you the coronavirus for that time was a thing called lep leprosy right? now 
Jesus, instead of running away from lepers, he healed them. Correct? The leprosy of character then were two people you're not supposed to hang out with. Taxpayers and and Jesus hung out with them. Right? Uh, there's something amiss with the story. It does not add up the way we know it, right? Because you, when you got born again, you said the, the prostitutes buy, and then you hung out with the, your new and prostitute friends. See, that's what you did. See, see, that's typically what we do. Right? Right? Now, notice, Jesus goes out to deal with the harassed and the oppressed by the power of the... Okay, okay, okay. okay, okay. No, 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 no. Let's pause. Let's look at the order. If we keep his commands, he will send us the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes, we will receive power to be witnesses. So first, we need to love. So let me explain why your life is going nowhere. Your plans are not based on love. They are based on self. And therefore you cannot receive the Holy Spirit and neither can you receive revelation. That's why you don't know what to do. Let's be clear. Jesus says, if you obey my commands, I will give you a helper. Because he assumes that you've got stuff to be helped. To be. That's why the Holy Spirit is called a helper. He cannot come unless you found that thing to do. That thing to do is called loving others. Let's. This is the victory series. Okay. All Jesus was doing for three years, he was removing selfishness from his disciples. <coughs> because by definition, if they did not love one another, the Holy Spirit could not Now, we know this because the Holy Spirit only comes when they are gathered together in one. If you are not in one accord with your brother, the Holy Spirit cannot come. It did not say that they were gathered in the holy upper room and they were so prayerful. It did not say, and the worship singer sang that song they liked. It says, one accord, and they considered the other greater than. Are we together? So let me rewrite your business plan and your life plan. And I tell you why you're going nowhere. The reason you're not going anywhere is because you want to go. 
everything in your life is about you and some 10% for God. Right? Which you don't even give regularly. Another story. Right? So your life is self-focused. Your testimony is self-focused. So even when you witness about Jesus, you say, that's your Christianity. True or false? Now, the problem with that, it says that Christ cannot come and reveal himself to you. So you live in this perpetual void, darkness. Because the voice of God is dimmed in your ear if you are listening out for yourself. Okay, let me give you an example. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Right? He looks to himself. Says, if it is your will, let this cup pass. What did God answer? Okay. Have you ever noticed in your Christian work? When your brother asks you a question, what do you think I should do at work? How easy is it for you to give an answer from God? See, it's easy. Someone asks you, you're like, ah, man, come on, you're uh-huh. You need to You? You ask God about yourself. How does that go? Huh? Notice. Notice when Elijah goes to God and he's crying to God and he's saying, I am all alone and stuff like that. Does God speak to Elijah about Elijah? He tells him, by there, there are 7,000 other people, by the way. What? Notice. Okay? Moses, when he is called, what does God tell him? I've called you to save my children. Right? Every person that God calls, he requires them to deny themselves. And if he calls them and he finds a bit of ego with them, he has a place called the pit, the prison, to get rid of that selfishness. You ever notice that? Also, you know what the pit and prison is for? Oh, you jobless one. It is there because there is so much self that he cannot trust you with a helper because you will help yourself. You understand? Let me, let me put it to you in perspective. If you are going, let's say all of us, there's only one gun to be trusted to someone. Who do you give it to? The most generous person or the most selfish person? Who is giving the gun? 
the most generous person because then you know he's less likely to kill you. The selfish person you touch is shut, you're gone. Correct? So if God is going to give you a stick of dynamite, right? What must he require first? That you are loving. Because if God gives you power and people's lives are in your hand and you love money, eh, which decision are you making when push comes to shove? You will drop the people for money, correct? So the requirement of God to give you his Holy Spirit is not a man of God to lay hands on you. You know, you know, I never used to understand why in the, in the book of Acts the people who were filled by the Holy Spirit were always being taught. Always being taught. And, and, and there's nowhere they're taught the law. They're taught love. Right? Then the Holy Spirit comes upon them because those are people he needs to help. Do you understand? Because, eh, listen, listen. You know, I used to have a very big problem trying to understand why people can't understand a loving God. Have you ever noticed that? It's very easy for people to understand an angry God. But it's hard for them to understand a loving God. Do you know why? Because they're not loving. You see, if you're not loving, God cannot reveal himself to you. The God you know when you're not loving is not the real God. Because the scripture says he will reveal himself to you if you've obeyed the command. Correct? So, the God you know without love is maybe Allah. That's the angry one. Can we be clear? Guys, are we on the same page? Because a lot of the time you want to peg your success on blessing, on favor, on anointing. Senior. So you, you when you open a shop, you go anoint the shop. That's what you were taught. Right? So you think if I can just get a bit of anointing, a bit of favor. You know, when you're going for a job interview, say promotion does not come from the east or the west, but it comes from the requisite for God to do two, two things to reveal Himself to you and to give you His Holy Spirit. You must be a loving person. Must be. A loving person. Okay. Let me explain. In Ephesians, if it's chapter 4, which I gave you, Ephesians chapter 4, yes. Listen, let's read carefully. His intention was that, in fact, it starts verse 11. He chose some to be. Pastors, prophets, 
apostles, evangelists. Right? His intention was the perfecting and the full equipping of the okay. The perfecting and the full equipping of the his consecrated people. That they should do the work of ministry toward building up Christ's body, the church. Ah. Ah. Pause. Let's pause. Notice. He gave you a teacher not so that you should know stuff. He gave you a shepherd by the way of a pastor, not that you should get stuff. He gave you a prophet, not that he should tell you what stuff you will get. Because mostly that's what you use preachers for. True or false? But he says, those guys were chosen to equip you. Right? Now, notice that the fivefold ministry is called the offices of Christ, right? It means it is how Christ functioned in the apostles. Correct? Okay. So, the reason I am teaching you is not that you should know things. No. It says so that you are perfected and equipped to do what? To do the work of ministering. Now let's pause there. Remember, your definition of a minister is wrong. Because a minister is this guy. Correct? Because you still think witnessing is telling people things. Right? Ministering Okay, is when she has a cut and I go dress the wound, I have ministered. Ministering is the application of love. Are we on the same page? So even our idea when you say I have gone for service, you're kind of insane. Because when you walk into that service, what is served? What is served? You see, when he talks about service, it means I must be of use to you. Are we together? So when I say I am of service to hers, it must mean I am useful and beneficial to. So when you go to service, you should ask. Are we together? Okay, so let me translate for you. You got born again so that you could laugh. Right? The whole process of you being taught is about you becoming a minister. Which means being useful to those who you love. Okay, now let's, let's, let's simplify it. Okay? In other words, what that scripture is asking is you, Linda, since you've been in master class and you've been equipped, maybe you've not, I shall prove it shortly, how 
useful are you to manga? <laughs> but, 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 notice how deep you are. The things you know. How useful are you to the person next to you? You see, <laughs> Sam, are we okay? Listen. Let's follow carefully, okay? Jesus, when he came, he cured and delivered all. Right? Sindio? Okay. Now, you, 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 where you sit, how many have you cured? Okay, let, let me ask it the other way. How many of you need cures in your life? You need more money, you need better health. You need... Just put your hands up. Okay. So, how many of you have made it your mission to cure other people? Sisters in Guinea, I mean full time. Now, let me explain. Just, in fact, put your hands up. Put your hands up. If, if, if you have dedicated your life that everything you do is to help others. Everything, yes. Just let your hand stay up. If <laughs> you see, let me explain to you. It says that the life I live is no longer is no longer that means that a perfected saint should continually be living for others that's what we call dying to the world you understand because being alive to the world is being alive to self let's be clear right now if what you do is done for you. You see, that's actual death. You see, if I ask you to stop doing things for you, that everything you do, you should gear it for others. Right? I am sure your life will take a 90 and 180 degree turn, correct? Let's be honest. Let's 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 be the simpler example, okay? Do you notice that if we gave you just about a billion shillings, you will not wake up tomorrow to do anything? Yes, that's how selfish you are. Let me tell you, if you woke up tomorrow. And you umeshinda ponyoka na whatever. Umepata ile, ile the sport pesa umeshinda 
200 million. I am telling you 99% of you mko na plan ya kuweka kwa fixed deposit is I. Do you notice that that's the same thinking the guy who harvested a lot had. Look at what I have harvested. Rest easy, oh my soul. And God called him a fool. Now, please notice that your entire life, your entire life plan is to be that fool. Let's be honest. That's what you pray for. Honest to me, itakuwa na inge supermarket. Kiangalie bei ya vitu. That's your goal. And then now to sanitize it. Let's put your children to study your work. The work is done. And then all of your failures is supposed to shift you so that you stop seeing you and then others you see others That's what God said to me. That's why he told them, give me your wallet. And he was. See, I always used to read it. And I used to say, go and speak. Go and never invite me. Give them your peace.
Seriously, if if you think about your contemporary thinking, you are Jesus the Son of God, right? Why are you preaching a lot? You just show up in Jerusalem floating with fire in your hands. 
No, seriously. But that's what we do today. That's why that preacher was playing football. Right? Because All the people got <laughs> So listen. Notice that throughout the Bible, God does miracles to people in the day of heaven. Just imagine. Moses, great miracle worker, right? When he was out there taking care of people for 40 years. What miracles did he record? None, right? He's taking care of the children of Israel. How many miracles does he record? Many, right? Okay. What's happened? Miracles are not selfish. <laughs> you see, the biggest problem with your prayer life and with your desires is 90% look, 99% but about you know send me an angel notice that your relationship with God is based on you. True or false? But God cannot give you the power to do miracles for you. That's why Jesus did not resurrect himself. Every miracle, including God feeding Elijah, it is not Elijah who did it. It's God who did. But God was preserving Elijah to preserve Israel. Are we together? Hmm? So, notice something interesting. I want you to notice. If you were to count success in the Bible, you will notice those who were doing God's work on behalf of others succeeded, right? Show me in the Bible people who succeeded for themselves. Notice, every person God anointed, he anointed them to do something for other people, yes? Our generation is the only one that wants to be anointed for ourselves. Listen to the prayers of people who run to altar calls. 
pasta niombe nini mbaya mimi niko na roho ya roundabout <laughs> there's something wrong with us look at daniel he says my heart was disturbed within me when i considered the state of my people god sends him an angel right Cindy. people say that solomon asked for wisdom and god said it's a good thing because you've asked for wisdom i will give you wealth plus right that's not what solomon asked for solomon's prayer is this god you've given me a great people to lead give me the wisdom to lead your people that is his prayer that is why it was a good prayer do you understand the petition is not for self the accurate petition is that i die that others may live now the question that is running through your mind is how then do i pay my bills so that's the question okay where after oh they are doing very well they're very happy with me eh? <laughs> okay let me tell you a story in uh, 20 can when was i quitting running there there actually yeah 2016 december 2017 january yeah Listen. I'm going to tell you a story, my story, then I'm going to explain how God makes you money. Are we together? Okay. First let me tell you how my life was in 2016 so you understand. We used to have a couch which you had to choose where to sit because it had a soup bowl. Right? Kingia yomba imevunjika una na sink right so I wasn't doing too well but I was working very hard I was I was the MD of a pretty respectable uh, middle sized company you understand drove a car you understand had had a TV which can call a laptop screen right and then I used to live in my own house, a small house, but it was mine, right? So I never used to pay rent. So I feel compelled to move, so now I have to pay rent, right? So I move and I start paying rent. But the moment I move, God tells me you need to stop running your business. No plan B. I wrestled with that thing for months. Okay? Then one day I said, "You know what? 
that's it it's okay i have stopped wewe unajua panic attack ni nini because unakaa kwa nyumba unahesabu day one umebanga hizo that's one less day to pay rent you know to raise enough money for rent umewestio wa kwanza another day And then you know what God wants to do? Tells you by the way, kutana na watu kwa na Bible study. Na kwa hiyo Bible study usitishe pesa. So you can imagine kukana kina Linda. Who who at the time when you squeeze me onanga kina Linda mazee. Bolas now. Kina Linda kitambo we used to get into my Honda tukienda tao nakumbuka cuz i didn't have money to give them to go home right so we'd get into my car with a kind peculiar right into my car after nashuka tao you know the way clowns come out of those cars wengi tunashuka wengi so you can imagine that circumstance that number one, the people i'm teaching bible study i can't ask from and i'm not even allowed to ask i am not running my business it is in serious trouble at that time in fact the time i'm quitting to run my business we owed the bank 5.8 million around there understand i was under threat of being auctioned every other time kwambia auctioneers well paka was on first name basis with that lady she was my best friend she used to show up <laughs> at the office mark nimetumwa tena ujalipa rent miezi mbili oh sawa how have you been anaka tunabonga story tunabonga story anaangalia ma laptop zangu anazi evaluate at 3000 4000 you know auctioneers the bank calls hey under threat we ujaipigiwa simu my friend the bank threatening you to you know return money and then if you don't return the money my friend they charge you interest per day hey jesus you know so your debt is ballooning and your god is telling you to quit and then day two comes alafu gasi maisha eh well na there was a time ilibidi nite mchango ya tokens after class this same master class not once not twice unapigia ken mugana kwa men kwa 50 bob na kutumia pigia hudi akutumia kaso unachanga 250 una buy tokens after this class the number of months I paid for class before I've paid my own rent is uncountable. So I'm not telling you a journey of classes. And every time I got money, you know what you guys would do? You'd call me with a problem. 100% of the time wangana fika hivi kwa mbosho phone call 
I went through and by the way I have kids eh? don't think and a wife so don't think I, I was uko <laughs> living solo and praising God alone no no I have two kids and so I had to learn I had to learn to do business God's way. And to do business God's way is to do His business first. So I learned a basic thing. Very simple. With my wisdom, with my knowledge, with my money, with my experience, with my networks, I fix other people fast. I learned. So when I had 20,000 and class needed to be paid for, I paid for class fast. My rent would come. Now, you're thinking Oh, but you are a preacher people gave to me. Nope. I can tell you for free. To this day, only three or four you give on a regular basis. If I counted on you, I'll be bankrupt. Telling you for free. Understand? Let me tell you a When I made my skills, my talents, my money, available to all mankind. What began to happen in my life is strange. Someone would call me and say, I saw you teaching. Not master class. Teaching some guys. They paid me zero. But this guy who saw me calls me and he says, by the way, how much can I pay you to teach? Now notice, the first I gave, the second I'm given. My entire economy is based on that. It is based on finding opportunities to give. And as I give, God finds opportunities to give me. That's how I live. That's the story for everything I have that has changed in my life the last three, four years. Let me tell you. You know I had a, another car before this one, right? Do you know where it is? Yeah. Because I'll tell you how you buy a car. I'll explain to you how you buy a car. You find a friend who's in trouble selling their car. But you know they need a car. So you give them your car at no charge. Then you buy their car from them. So for months, 
they have double advantage they have my car and my money does that sound like sound business principle let me explain something to you if you want God to feed you be an expert at feeding his people okay. and I'm saying this because you are children of the house okay it's my responsibility to teach you every day of my life every day I give out thousands of shillings every day when I go to the petrol station the guy who puts pressure in my tire I don't give 20 bob because I'm not a hitler give them 500. When you don't have, I give them 200. To put pressure in my tire. The people who text me and say, oh, I'm hungry, I'm whatever. They get one. And let me tell you something. There are days I have nothing I stopped worrying you know why because when you learn to do business with God he knows how to sort you out I have been paid millions of shillings in this country because I did someone a favor once that I can't even remember guy calls me and says, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. Like, who are you even? That's how I live my life. Don't believe me, I have a wife back there. Am I saying the truth? I have something I call a best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah? <laughs> it's a situation <laughs> yeah? am I saying the truth now let me tell you something not working the way I used to work has made me more money than how I used to work I used to be one of those guys I'm in the office at 9 I leave at 9pm told you a story. Now if you've been in my life long enough and you cannot see the testimony of it in Jehoiako. Right? But let's look at your life. I'm not telling you to quit your job. Because if you have to go through my process to learn my lesson you're kind of stupid. I'll just tell you for free. What I'm telling you is change your mind about your job. Uh, Doc here, and I'm glad you're here because then I can give a testimony that's not hearsay. <laughs> Doc got fired because people were jealous of him, of, of 
was getting a lot of you now you are so good at your job you get called by other people to do the same thing and his contract didn't stop him from doing it but his HR was like I beat you can't prosper more than me so he came to me for advice he said you know I've been fired but the only jobs I'm getting is people who want me to do things for free you remember what did I tell you okay my friend have you suffered hunger huh? yes have you died are you are you more prosperous now than you are then you are right more comfortable see what you need to do is reorient your mind very simple I know I've taught you generosity I want to teach you a higher principle stop owning stop having things in other words stop having your salary because typically what you do you get your salary and you plan for you right and then generosity is a plan in your budget life so that's how you work clip it clip it and make it God's budget and ask God what do your people need in fact don't ask God you can see you understand come on it doesn't take long to sit in class and notice that someone always wears mtumba that is torn so you can see so you know if you sit here you know who has a job and who doesn't don't you make them your priority when you make them your priority god will give you power you people keep asking me how do you live your life i live the life i live because i've been given a helper do you understand so i can move from running the things i run doing the consultancies i consult doing master class fixing your problems and still living my life because i have a helper but that helper exists in my life because everything i am doing i am clear i'm doing it for god's people do you understand so he gives me strength to live my life the way i do are we are we together and the more i do that the more doors open for me are we together now if you cannot begin to stop owning things and i said this briefly last week when i came in if you can't look at your house look at your tv look at your whatever look at your whatever and consider it not yours you're in trouble let me tell you something I bought a new TV. Smart TV. Very smart. My friend, 
you watch a god tells me your tv is yako and i'm like nigga what's wrong with you man i had spent a lot of money and the worst part kimtunafa kupea kimtunanitukananga I'm like really god call a nigga like dude i have your tv <laughs> that's how you should hold stuff it's not yours it's not yours your car your house your salary your whatever you should be willing to give it up at the threat of hunger for somebody because that's what you need dynamite for can i tell you something my landlord and i are the best of friends best of friends i'm not even sure they know how because the truth of the matter is they are very strict with other people but for me from day one my friend they rent 29 27 because i had help now that helper gave me favor you understand you can to this day even when i have money to rent you know that my landlord calls me by the unajisikia kulipa siku gani That's literally the conversation. Ask Agnes. Because the only reason the Holy Spirit will help you is if you help others. So change the saying, you know God only helps those who help themselves. Eh, hey, it's God only helps those who help others. That's how it works. Stop this thing of oh my god I am in so much trouble. Oh god. If you only give me a pay rise master class ingenjua. Watch of leo tunakulanga rice and beans kila Wednesday. Mimi nitakuwa nawanunulia nyama. Unangoja God to bless you. Me I'm going to give you a free prophecy. You ain't moving nowhere. Cuz why should he move? because you've not been faithful with little so i'm talking to you as a father of the house this self prioritization self pity will lead you nowhere the only way to succeed is to get dynamite because the truth of the matter is the hole you are in if something miraculous does not happen you's going to die broke let's be honest eh hey, let's be honest right because even if you get as many promotions as you can eh hey, where will you go your business needs dynamite correct so how do you get dynamite it's very simple stop saving yourself make it available to people see god gave me an idea for business 
which I can afford to do by myself. My friend, all he has done the last two weeks is add people. Like, Pauyo, Pauyo, Pauyo. I'm fine. Is what? See, the danger is this. The Holy Spirit can be around you. It's very easy for him to be around you. And you will receive wilderness miracles. Because miracles that keep you going round in circles. How you know you're going round in circles is your testimony is always the same. Same because God that can come through. That's manner. All that is supposed to teach you is to stop being selfish. But there is a Holy Spirit for the promised land who gives you power to vanquish your enemies so that your brothers can live. Now that's the miracle working Holy Spirit. That's the one you need. That's the one Jesus was saying he has been around you but he shall be in you. The one that comes in you is the one who knows that you will see injustice and you will not let it happen. You will not let it happen. You understand? You know, my wife knows that if I'm driving on the road and someone is being harassed, I will jump out of the car. Because I'm bulletproof, man. You understand? I, 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 you guys don't understand that the Holy Spirit only works in you and through you to serve others. So you want to be great in God, you want to succeed, serve others. Throw yourself in danger on behalf of other people. If you see someone who's suffering, and you're not doing something about it because you're worried your rent, your landlord, your whatever, guess what? You will not receive that power. Dunamis is not coming. It is not coming. That's why the Holy Spirit only descends on Jesus the time he's ready to kill some folk. True or false? So for how long will your life be about you? How long will you cry about your misery? For how long? How long? What for? Flip it. Flip it. Take the misery that you have, like the two mites the woman had, and give to the needy. That's when God can start using you. And after all, even by definition of the world, that's the greatest person. Don't we consider Mother Teresa one of the greatest people who ever lived? Because they gave? Let me tell you something. For as long as your priority is you, and you're waiting for a miracle, you're wasting time. It's not coming. Because that miracle you need 
is tied in you being there for someone else. If you can't do that, you're stuck. Change your business model. Nego. Works of service. Let me finish by the last part there. Toward building up Christ's fault. Ah. Think, what does it mean? Christ's body is not a church service. Christ's body is your neighbor. So you are trained by your apostle, your teacher, your prophet, all those people, so that you can build your neighbor. That's your focus. That's your focus. So let me tell you how you prosper in the kingdom. Find ways to help people. That's it. Make your life about others. That's how God works. I'm telling you so. Otherwise, let me give you the other business plan. Backslide. Go be a ruthless businessman. Hold everything. There are only two ways to be wealthy. The ruthless world way or the kingdom way. Pichanganya changanya is why you're broke. I'm telling you for free. Because you see, you want to do business the world way, but you cannot be as ruthless as them. So you can't succeed. Do you understand? So, if you can't be as ruthless as them, then be fully in the kingdom. Be fully generous. You can't have both. You can't have both. Choose ye now. So I've just told you, stop crying to God for rent, promotion, another job. It's not going to help. It's very simple. What you have, give to someone else. Everyone the same thing? Do you now, begin, are you beginning to understand, instead of focusing, counting how many sins, or oh, did I masturbate in the morning or not, did you do good? That's a better question. Are we together? Ayak, wapi watu Or there is none? Or there is? Yes, Ella. Oh, your questions as we wait for the cake. But they, has this been useful? Some? Doctor? Yes. Oh, uh, when, when Jesus was saying, This is my body, hmm. take and eat. Broken for you. Yes. Uh-huh. Take and eat. Yes. So, see, we are talking about the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. Are they the same body or is it you just... You see, we are the body of Christ, right? Therefore, if Christ required that we eat of his flesh and we are his flesh, then 
how do we save our brother? We too must become food for our brother. Do you understand? Guys, are we on the same page? Sit and what? Leave Victoria. Oh, yeah, Victoria series, yes. So listen, okay? Jesus said, this is my body broken for you, right? And he said, we are the body of Christ, right? He says, greater love knows no man than this, than one to lay down his life to be broken for a friend. Do you understand? So the life we live, he said, we are considered as sheep for the slaughter all the day long. Not just for the sake of dying, but for the sake of dying for others. So Paul says that I am being persecuted for your sake. You get? So what's supposed to happen? What's supposed to happen is our lives, our lives are constantly supposed to be broken and interrupted so that someone else can live. I'll give you a very basic example. If God sends someone your way and you've got 30,000 shillings for rent and your rent is 31,000 shillings and this person needs 3,000 shillings, guess what you do first? You sort them out first. Because why else would you need dynamite? Because you need power to love. Do you understand? Without power, you can't love. You get so the Holy Spirit comes to help you because you are loving. Hmm. Hmm. Now, 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 you see, here's the thing. I like what you said. It says, do not neglect the gathering together of the brethren not of the believers. There's a difference. Hmm. Listen. A brother denotes what? Relationship and love. Are we together? So the gathering together is of brethren. You understand? So the breaking of bread is about people who love each other right and are there for each other celebrating that union by sharing a meal not sharing wafers are we together so the symbolism of it Jesus says this is my body broken for you as you eat it remember Right? Now you and I have never met Jesus, so you can't remember him. True or false? But if I am to remember Jesus, for me I have to remember his body. So when we take the communion, we do not remember the cross, we remember each other. So in other words, how it's supposed to be that I'm about to eat my cake and I remember Linda is sleeping hungry. That's remembering Christ. 
Are we on the same page? That's proper communion. E-communion in Guinea, it's a hoax. Are we on the same page? You get? Even this gathering, if we don't love each other, we've not gathered. You understand? We must gather in love. Not gather because it's Wednesday 6 p.m. Are we together? What a grand, right? Higher. You know, today is uh, January is Agi and who else? Yes, sir. Yes, us. January babies in Kuja. Yeah. Ah. very simple. He was preserving the life of his brother, right? That's love. Okay, let me ask you. If a thug comes to your house and tries to rape your wife, are you beating that thug? Now, it's a basic question. Now, the question is what will make you kill him? The love for your wife or the hate for the robber? The love for your wife. So, again, let me now put it in perspective. If you find a robber raped your wife and then you follow him and kill him, then you're doing it because of hate. Same action for the same sin, but now you are a sinner. No, no, no. You see, you, you, you see, you see, you need to understand that it is the motive that counts, not the action. Action could be the same, but the motive is different. You understand? Because before she harms Agnes, right, and I stop her, it is my love for Agnes. If she's already done the act and I go after her, it is my unforgiveness. Because after the act, what I'm required to do is love both of them. See, that's the truth. Understand? So you need to understand that the context of love is so, the scale slides so much, eh? you don't know where to, you can't give one rule in conflict. But you see, here, here, here's, here's the thing. I'll, I'll make it even worse for you. Assume, assume you're driving your car. It doesn't have brakes. If you turn left, you hit one woman. 
turn right, you hit another woman. If you stay on the middle, you hit another woman. So what do you do? You realize that because it is not a question of love, none of the actions you take is a sin. You understand? But if one of the women is someone you have a grudge with <laughs> and you choose them, then it is a sin. Did you understand? So in the same context, if you have a job to give, right, and two candidates, so Manka and, and Linda apply for the job, and you give the job based on qualification, not on the fact that uh, Manka Ikumbuka, you we were in high school together, you didn't do so, you didn't give her the job. Did you understand? So for as long as love is not questioned, there is no sin. You get. see here the thing. Jesus came about doing good and loving others but they crucified him. That's a scripture I just read. So the context of a loving action, I'll give you an example. Sometimes you will call me you're in trouble and I will answer you harshly. Right? In your mind in your mind because you're a baby it's not loving. But because that's what you needed, it is loving. So I'll give you an example. My, 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 my kids say this, and you know, Daddy, you're so much scarier than Mommy. Right? Why do you punish us? Because I love you. Right? Now, to my child's brain, that's not loving. You understand? So love has to be based on the knowledge you have you get as the executor so the knowledge that you have determines your love you get so for example if I know walking naked is going to offend you because you are African I will not walk naked but if I don't know and I walk naked and you catch feelings problem is you do you understand but if I know and I still do harm by exposing my fabulous hairy chest to you, then I do you harm. You understand? But remember, it's the same action. You understand? So the, the, the weight of knowledge that you have in terms of what is right to do is then what judges you. Because if you go around that, down that path of the loving thing is the nice thing, you miss the boat. Because most of the time the loving thing is not the nice thing to do. You understand? Right? So sometimes you need to be told off and that's the most loving thing someone can do. Right? Are we on the same boat? So what is loving? It does not have a rule that now if I do a loving thing and it doesn't feel nice to you, now I should change. No. 
You get. Especially now if you are in my position. There are lots of things I need to do to you that are unloving. Yeah. You see? That are unnice, not unloving. Unnice, sorry. But it's the most loving thing I can do. Like, for example, I've told you, stop crying about your problem. That's not a nice thing to tell you. It's the most loving thing to tell you because it's the only way your life will change. You get where I'm coming from? You see, Jane and I had a confrontation. Jane of all people, can you remember? So I was so mad at her. But she, she thought I was mad at her because she didn't cook on Sunday. That's not my concern. My concern was that she's made a promise to love people through her cooking. And if she misses her duty to love, then it affects the rest of her life. You understand? Which is why, for example, when I'm not available to teach, because this is the loving thing I do to you, I make sure there is someone to love you in my stead. You understand? Because if I miss it, I am not breaking covenant with you, I'm breaking covenant with God, and it affects how he trades with me. Are we on the same page? So I will call and I'll tell her off. But the funny thing is, have you ever seen me eating? I rarely eat, right? So I'm not a stakeholder in that thing. But I am watching out for her. Because the worst thing you can ever do is to pledge something in love to God and not deliver it. It will kill you. You understand? That's why I'm always very fast to tell you, don't promise me you will bring money to masterclass. Don't. Because a love debt must be paid. That's why David understood that many years after Jonathan was dead, he still had a debt. But you, just like Payukai, I'll, I'll be there for you. I'll stand for you. Top promises. Yes, sir. Hey, kuna maswali, mtaki to celebrate birthday? Oh, it's open to January. Ask quickly, Titus. Pastor Titus. Pastor Titus has invited me to his church, which I think is a big mistake. You know not what you ask for. <laughs> huh? I'm ready for it. Uh, well, I have a quick question. Mm. This love... Um, Maybe I'm wrong. Mm. I am thinking to the Jew first. Yes. Am I correct? Not to the Jew first. To the household of faith first. That's a New Testament version. Because they neither Jew nor Greek. So it says our generosity and our priority is to the household of faith first. So in other words, I cannot be more generous to people outside of this family than I am to people here. You get? 